have future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. First leg, Warren. I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello, listeners. It is two units podcast time on this late Friday afternoon recording. Thousand Guineas weekend, though. Back at the Heath and the Group One, Sir Rupert Clark as well to top it off. We'll also take a look at Newcastle, the one million dollar hunter up there. My name's Nick Foot. Joining me is the great man. The Salts, mate, back at Caulfield, feeling good. Yeah, footy, I'm excited for it as well. And, you know, usually we finish, we have Stakes Day or Champions Day and then you're off to Ballarat and Sydney goes to Newcastle. It's just got a, a bit of a flat feel about it. But here we are a week after Champions Day, the end of the Flemington Carnival. We've still got two Group 1s, a number of Group 3s across the program that have been moved from earlier in the spring too. So I like that card. I also like Newcastle from a betting perspective too. So looking forward to getting stuck in. Yeah, I love Newcastle as a betting track. They've still got to sort out their street lamp that they have as the finishing post up there. <laughs> we still got to sort that out. Um, I'm I'm wrapped to get away from Flemington. Usually love it from a mm. betting perspective, but I've had a bad carnival salts. And I was thinking, I was, I was laying in bed the other day and I was thinking if I could liken my carnival to a horse's pre- spring preparation – I would say I have been the Antino of spring at Flemington. So I'm foot Tino. Uh, it's been frustrating, but drawn car parks, yeah, you've been shirked, shirked, lame. shirked gaps. Yeah, lame, mm. one at $1.30. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I've, I've just had an absolute Antino type spring. So that's me, but we've had a lot of luck at Caulfield. We've had we've had a good Caulfield carnival in the lead up. So I'm happy to be back there to round out this and echo your sentiments around it's good not just dropping off a cliff to Cranbourne. That's for sure. This fresh, delicious, tasty, meaty, turkey-filled, cold-cut combo i eat three every day to help keep me strong salt and supper time um plenty of great performances over the last couple of weeks last week um that we could bring anyone yeah, not really many couldn't of them are in here though we like to look outside the <laughs> so box true that's what i was trying to get at. i was trying to just say hey you know we could you know Great Jamie Carr's back and had a good carnival, but we're not about that. We're no. about just sort of really celebrating alternative things. Um, I will mention Ollie, though, off yeah, the top. That's, I think that's really the, the least most alternative thing on anyone's yeah, lips at the moment. But, but if we're a but racing, if we're a racing yeah. podcast and not even acknowledging Damien Oliver's existence <laughs> in his last Group 1 riding in Victoria, and, <laughs> and we, we're a bit of a disgrace, which yeah. we are, and that's okay. Mm. Um, but we, like, we've only ever known... And a lot of people, this will be racing with Damien Oliver in it yeah. in the big races. So it's um it's nice that we've gone back to Caulfield this week because it would have just he would have just got probably swept up in the whole Spring Carnival Champion Stakes. So it's nice mm. to have this meeting. So um good on him, and I like him in a couple of rides this week too, which we'll get to in the spec segment. What do you got, mate? Yeah, he's got a good book, and he's the goat, and even his peers call him the goat. So there's no argument there. Mm. Uh, I want to bring the connections of, of a horse by the name of Wanda's Outlaw um, to the supper this week, trained by Charlotte Littlefield, racing.com's own. And uh, it won a race yesterday, 1,600 metres, packing and blinkers on. Uh, won nicely down the outside fence, but one of the owners came into the broadcast box prior to the race and said, hey, can someone from um, you know the camera crew or someone from .com message Terry and say, um, you know, get a message him and 
to him and say, hey, the horse's name is Wanda's Outlaw, not Wanda's Legacy. Last start for the whole race, you called it Wanda's Legacy. And then, you know, that owner walked off and we all sort of looked at each other. The camera crew were like, nah, that's all right. And then I was like, well, well, how do I text him? I've got a good friendship with Terry. But I thought, well, how do I text this guy, the race caller, and say, hey, the, the horse's name in the next is Wanda's Outlaw. And he looks at the form guide and he's like, duh, that's its name. Like it's written there. So I thought... I'm just going to run the gauntlet here and, and, and think that he's looked at the name and it's won the race and he's called it Wanda's Legacy 85 times and then that winning owner has come in after just not happy and I, and I, I, was, I just sort of had my tail between my legs. I was like, oh, I, I'm, we're busy on air. I forgot. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Was it some sort of progeny of Wanda's Legacy? There, there must have been some. He would have just had his he, He's yeah, an encyclopedia, yeah. right? Like yeah. I'd be in there somewhere, but that, that is pretty it funny. It was funny because it's... The f- we were waiting for the first call of the horse because it was like seven, seventh, eighth in run. So once he got to it, we'll and then it went, when he said legacy, we were just cringing. There's no way you can win in that scenario. You go tell Terry and he thinks you're a dickhead and yeah, and this happens. Yeah, it was, and, a, it was a lose-lose for yeah, me, so I stayed out of it and now it's, it's funny. And still lost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he suddenly caught my eye here, just a Herald Sun, um, Herald Sun tweet, uh, news headline, and it's – Got a car in the pool at the at Halebury, right? Just a Toyota's landed in the pool. Oh, as you do. Headline, car crashes into school pool at Halebury. A grandfather of a student at Halebury College has crashed through a window and plunged into a swimming pool at the Keysborough campus. Now, that's unfortunate. Um, what I love is <laughs> Glenn Ingram, the bald eagle, <laughs> straight in the comments. He's good with that. What sort of engine oil does it run on? Breaststroke? <laughs> Come on, mate. He likes a pun, the ball. Yeah, angle. and it's got a little bit of. Uh, it's got a little bit of. Um, it's been noticed a little bit. It's got a some appreciation that it's trending. That tweet. Is it? yeah. I wouldn't say seven seven likes is global and it's trending, trending, but it's, it's on trending an up, in the. It's on an upward trajectory. Well, Halebury's out in the southeast. Trending out in the southeast. I will say. Um, Reminds me a bit of, of you know, we, we hope everyone involved is okay, of course, but shall that person have their license back? Maybe they'll be off to town hall and, and saying, we want our licenses back, <laughs> Billy. <laughs> hey, there's a dog by the name of Sprite. Okay. We're yeah. talking full strength here, Lemonade. Not zero. No, it's the real deal. And he was hanging out at Parliament House in Victoria. Mm. Apparently, a lot of the staff has loved him. Um He'd, he'd go into parliament, people would get around him, he'd bring joy to people's day. Well, some of the narcs, of course, of which state parliament is completely and utterly filled with them, kicked up and said, Sprite's banned. Uh, it's inappropriate for Sprite to be in our workplace. Um, he was just going there and being friends with people. I, I'm not sure he was shitting and pissing everywhere. I is think- he, is, sorry, track backtrack. Is he a stray? Is he- no, he's not a stray. So he's just a... It was someone's dog and, and everyone loved him. There's and genuine, he was coming into work. There's genuine studies that show that dogs uplift, have an Yeah, remember we had those health. therapy dogs that oh, saw one of them, one they, of these therapy dogs. They were dogs. cockheads, those yeah, dogs. Yeah, nah, they, they, there was something about them where they were just sort of soulless, those therapy Mate, dogs. they thought they were too good for us. Chili. Yeah, Chili. Chili, Chili too, th- walked around with his bandana. I'm a dog person, but Chili walked around with his bandana yeah. like he was hitting a bit. Yeah, he was He, he was. No, I alive. wasn't sure about Chili. Chili. But Chili couldn't have held a candle to Sprite, and they've banned Sprite. Now they're kicking up a petition to let Sprite back. So if you're in state parliament 
Worrying about whether Sprite's coming to work should be the least of your worries, mm. you dickhead. Let Sprite back in, and I want to sign the position, the, the petition to get Sprite back in a Parliament House there on Spring Street. Get him back. I want him to lead us. That goal regulation size are what? Oh, you will listen to every damn word I have to say. I see no finger paintings you bring home, and they suck. I'll come. Well, it's Packy Nags time, Salts, and a very special edition of Packy Nags today because we've got the great man live from the Snake Gully Cup at Gundagai, Mitch Beer. Beery, welcome, brother. Oh, it's great to be back. Haven't uh, haven't got an invite since Chippy's broke his maiden. <laughs> yeah, we, we sort of went off you for a bit there, but we're back on you now. Sizzamy uh, Timbers, he's all right. You love Gundagai, don't you, mate? Oh, it's love-hate. Um, you know, anything can happen here. It's a bit of a weird track. Um, when they're three back to the fence, you know, bolting for a run, I, I give the joint, I've given this joint life three times. <laughs> and then I've, I've, I brought things here that just shouldn't have ever won a maiden, and I reckon I've won two or three here. So uh, it's just a, it's an anything-can-happen sort of joint. So you just bring them here and shut your eyes and hold your breath and hope for the best. <laughs> That's so good. We are uh, just um, Salts just had seven million units actually on the dollar thirty eight favourite in the first to get home. Jake Pracy Holmes, two dads booted at home for us. So happy days. Hey mate, I know it's been pretty, it's been pretty tough for the Biratron lately. He's, he's moved from the A, he's moved from the big A to the bustling K, and uh, it's been it's been challenging for you. And I thought, what better way to just get some things off your chest than bring you along to pack your nags and and uh, just send some things packing? And I know you're a guy that that builds up a lot of anger and has got a lot to give. <laughs> so what do you got for us, mate? You're straight off the top with what do you send them packing first? Well, I thought I'd go as a sort of end of spring pack your nags vibe. And uh, the first one that I want to get off my chest, and I'm so glad it's over, the Phantom Call. It's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Horrendous. I would rather live stream barrier draws all night to go to sleep than ever listen to a phantom call again. They're the absolute pits. And I'm sure callers, when they get like absolute gun to their heads, like you've got to go and do a phantom call here, it must be the worst part of being a race caller. <laughs> I love when the, there's connections in the room and, and they sort of like go off as if their horse has actually won. Like, it, this hasn't happened, mate. It's just in the caller's head. Yeah, they're at, they're, they're at the connection, and it's always like three back to fence held up for a run, and everyone's like, ooh, and you know it's get out. <laughs> there was that Gay Waterhouse one. I reckon you might be channeling a little bit of that across the Melbourne oh, Cup I'm Carnival. All of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's very good. Hey, I've got one that I'm – um, not happy with here, Beery, and I reckon you can, you'll certainly be able to feel my pain. Is Woolworths are now instead of bringing in sale items, they're bringing in member rewards. So I went to get a ten pack of Pepsi Max the other day, mm. and the member rewards price was seven dollars fifty, but the full price was sixteen bucks. So it's no longer a sale item. You have to go and sign up, and nah. they're just. And they're taking your IP. They're like horse trainers. They want to take your IP. They want to get your email addresses <laughs> so they can send you 5% in a bloody Toronado. You P- Did you get a PBS to buy that Pepsi? <laughs> oh, no. I should have <laughs> done. PDS, should so, I say? <laughs> so I had to go. I had to sign up to Everyday Rewards just so I could get 40% or whatever it was off my bloody Pepsi Max. Well, speaking of Pepsi Max, I'll actually hold you accountable for for my, my um, ballooning weight uh, week by week because oh. I, I, used to slay, I used to absolutely slay the Pepsi Maxes. And then one day I went to your house and, and you offered me a cold can of Max 
And then Tommy, you know, there's only one calorie in 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 Pepsi Max, and I just doubled my intake, and I've never been fatter. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the Max, mate. It's the sausage rolls that you're buying with the Pepsi Max. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't just get it Max, can you? Hey, Barry, have you seen um the Australian men's netball team, the Kelpies? Can't say I have. Yeah, okay. Well, it's probably good news for you because they <laughs> run around before the game. And I've got to be careful here, but there's some different operators. Um, they do. They, I believe they did the nut bush mm. before their game yeah. and they went pre-game and they were hyping up the crowd. And it was just uh, behaviour that I didn't want to be associated with <laughs> as an Australian. I thought to try and break the game into the men's game, it's probably not what I'm going with. Um, yeah. They've called themselves the Kelpies. Oh, I was going to say it's a D-grade mascot yeah, as they've well. They've called themselves. The, oh, well, you know, it's a farm dog. They could have gone with the border collies <laughs> or something like that. But I'm not sure about the dancing pre-game. There's some stuff that they need to really get rid of as well. I'm not sure if they wore shorts or skirts. I'm not we sure. Must but... be on a, we must be on a different TikTok algorithm. <laughs> you and me, because they haven't they haven't propped up on mine. Like, uh, like in. Um, in with Ben Stiller when the, with the purple, what's the team? Uh, oh, in dodgeball. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, oh, what are they? The cobras or something? Yeah, like that. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. I've just come around the corner to get a couple of saddles here in the Magnolia Cup, and it's absolutely heaving. It's oh, there you go. I might stay at the Gundagai Motor in tonight if I manage to run better than fourth with one. <laughs> that's so good, Beery. What, what else have you got for us live from the Snake Gully Cup? Uh, well, not live from here, but uh, I've got a, I've got a couple other things that have grinded my ears. I, I, I've got a few stones that I haven't unturned. The, the, the Twitter press release has got way out of hand. <laughs> yeah. Way out of hand. It's just, you know, obviously letterheads are free because the amount of people punching out a press release over rolling their ankle and having three days off, especially the jockey, is absolutely obscene. No one cares. Keep it to yourselves. Let your manager know. But honestly, these these press releases, like they like they they've released more press press releases than ScoMo during COVID. <laughs> it's about being suspended for forty eight hours. Nobody cares. That's good. I'm I actually am in agreement of that, and I, I might know where where you where you were heading with that. Uh, what else do you got for us, Biratron? Well, as a whole, I'm sending the internationals home. Every year they hype us up and they just continuously disappoint. They come over here, they have a whole race course to themselves and they just brought nothing to the table. Everyone's done their ass on the internationals this year. They haven't won jack and they can get on the plane and go for another 12 months as far as I'm concerned. They talk about how hard they've got it out at Werribee. Do you reckon it's just an advantage? You've got a whole facility all to yourself. Mate, 100%. They've got unlimited grass access. They got no excuses, you know. Uh, I thought they—I uh, thought they should go home with their uh, with their, their head low and their tail between their legs because they brought they brought nothing to the spring, and they probably should just leave their horses here so people like Sam Friedman can just turn them into absolute jets. If you sent me from Newmarket to Werribee, though, <laughs> Newmarket and UK to Werribee, I'd feel like I'm at a foster home. <laughs> Once I tweeted when black when black caviar came back from the UK. Uh, she went to Werribee, and I tweeted, uh, "Black caviar is the most exciting thing uh, to happen to Werribee since it got connected to the grid in 2011." <laughs> oh, People yeah. went mental. Yeah, 
Stay wet. They're not there. They're defensive bunch out there wherever you are. I'll be laying off their town because I've got some serious hate mail. Yeah, we, got, we got a strong Werribee footy club listener base actually as well, so we might have yeah, to be careful. They'll remember that. Hey, retract, last one. Retract. Last one for me. I've been watching the – I've, I've bandwagoned the Aussies in the one-day World Cup. I've, I've not watched the full game, stayed up, or watched the minis, watched the first innings the other night. And this is the slogan for the World Cup this year. So, look, if you think philosophically, it can make some sense. But if you just take a step back and think about this literally, it's actually quite stupid. So it's the one-day World Cup, and the slogan is, it takes one day. <laughs> well, yeah, it takes one day because... If they started on one day and it finishes on the same day. <laughs> so you think about it literally. Somebody it's just said, "Oh well, well, it's a one, it takes one day." Well, let's go with that. So whoever was thinking of that, um, go and get stuff. A lot of racehorse trainers have like a slogan on the side of their truck or something. I tell you what, I know I know they're going very well. I'd love to be a winner behind it, but Kieran Ma's got yeah, you know, Ma Eustace, uh, where you come first yeah. on the side of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I was driving behind that on the way to Ararat. I don't know about the marketing team going all the way through through rebranding, but yeah, I thought that was yeah. a bit left field. When I was driving behind that on the way to Ararat, I read it to myself and I thought, well, that'll be a first. <laughs> <laughs> hey, legend, I've got to go. I've got to saddle up two in the Class 1 1100 on Snake Alley Cup Day and not often you get to say that, boys. I know. I saw that Emma <laughs> Lee is writing that. Can, she can't have two first names as a as her first name and surname. Can you tell her to sort that Can you tell her to sort that out when she outrides a four kilo claim in the country? <laughs> 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 Love your work, Fury. Name per kilo. It's been good. It's good, mate. We'll uh, enjoy the yeah, Snake Gully Cup. We'll talk to you in another nine months. We'll, yeah. We'll <laughs> See, you, <Barry. laughs> See you, Barry. See you, mate. When they're galloping to the gates, there's only one place to bet. Top Sport, the home of horse racing. Whether you're a sprinter or a stayer or just a fashion-conscious player, go the distance with bigger bet limits and top odds on every race, every time. Download the app for a faster, easier betting experience. Top Sport, feel the excitement. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Salt specs time, and uh, we got a couple of great meats to dissect here. It was good having the Beerichon on, <laughs> live from Gundagai. Yeah, I'm looking forward to over the summer. We got to get up to Kembla and, mm, and um, the gong, have a few shandies, and and as he said, go and mingle with the locals and perhaps play some pokies as well. Yeah, we put him on a three month friendship band when he bought at Siddler. <laughs> yeah, it took some water a couple. Yeah, we yeah. sort of we really rate our mates by how well our horses run. <laughs> <laughs> so that's us, <laughs> mate. Caulfield, uh, obviously, this is a bit of a. It's not a traditional setup, is it? We have the carnival. There's sort of four weeks between mm. um, since the Caulfield Cup um, heading back, so they haven't been able to sort of renovate the track as they normally would. Um, so. Is it going to be a fair bit of wear and tear? What's going to happen? I know the rail's in the true. We've got good weather. Yeah, I would have thought four weeks off is adequate enough time for the, for the track staff there to be able to get it up and, and going and refreshed. So it, it played terrifically over the Caulfield Carnival. Rail in the true position, they might edge off the fence as the meet goes on. Light winds, which is important at Caulfield because winds can play impact there. As we saw, they played massive impact at the Flemington Carnival. Mm-hmm. But they have particular impact from the shoot start at Caulfield. If... 
the south southwesterlies forecast do sort of kick up a little bit, that's when you want to be up on speed from from the shoot start the sprint trips. Are they sort of 25, 30 k's? They start having that, a bit of influence. Yeah, no, that's when they yeah, start having yeah, a bit yeah. of an influence. We're, we're sort of like fifteen to twenty, but they yeah. they can get some gusts through there at Caulfield. Yep. Uh, we'll start off nice and early here uh, in race number one, mate, which is a handicap, uh, open handicap over 1,800 metres. And there's a really consistent performer returning here for Patrick Payne and Billy Egan combined. And I speak of Dunkel. Yeah, I like Dunkel. Look, I've got no knock, ain't no deal done, other than I just want to take Dunkel at the price. Um, you know, he's flying, ain't no deal done. He's, 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 Previous two wins were on fast tempos, and then last start was off a slow tempo, so he's versatile. But the one that has really ticked the box, sprinting off slow tempos, is Dunkel. He has a mean turn of foot on slow tempos. A number of times home the fastest closing splits of the day off slow tempos. And Paddy Payne was on the coverage at Packenham yesterday um, saying that, you know, he's, he's got the work up to him. He's going to be really nice and forward to run a race. First up, eighteen hundred meters. Will suit and uh, his trial at Benalla for for a stayer for for a um, a derby resuming stayer was very sharp work. I, I expect he, he goes back and gives tries to round them up and, and can go close. Yeah, well, given the small field too, what do we got? Six runners. It'd just be three back, one off. Yeah, and that, and he might even be able to keep ain't no deal done inside him. And then never. Well, never say never, but they never go like the clappers. Oh, they're going to walk. They're, they're going to walk in They're this. always completely and utterly just tactical affairs, aren't yeah. they? So yeah. I like where your head's at with that. Dunkel in the first, and we're looking at three bucks, 60 uh, on top sport at the moment. Let's head to race three now, mate, which is a benchmark 80 over the mile, and it's a little bit of Mr. Mojo mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got a bit of uh, Jim Morrison here, and... I like the way he's progressed his preparation. Couple back at Geelong, he's run home some of the fastest splits of the day behind Boldino. Nearly broke the track record, gapping third in the hour at Bowl. Geez, runner up at a tough run. Probably could have won, but anyway. <laughs> and then he went to Mooney Valley last night. Jamie Carr, I also would have loved to know a change of tactic because he's a horse that's been getting ridden back. And then, you know, she said post-race, the instruction was to go forward, be positive. Well, if I knew he was going to go forward and sit outside the leader, it would have been no betting. And that's exactly what... Where does the change of tactic well, there should have been. I, I actually should have followed up with the um, stewards report there to see if there was any sort of fine issued or something like that. But there should have been. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it, what he did show was at least now he's got tactical versatility um, as a string to his bow. And, and there's some dangers in this race that... Um, are going to be back in running and and um, spawning him a bit of a start. So, look, it's a harder race than last start. Last start was a class one and, and now he's up to 80 grade, but he gets weight relief for it. And and given the fact he's got those tactical advantage over Maricano, who was good behind Wishlaw last, last start and mm-hmm. um, uh, another one, Angry Skies, was going to go back. He's scratched, but, um, you know, he'll be in front of at least Maricano, who, who I think is... Um, the biggest danger so that makes him a good winning hope and with a couple of key scratchings he's now favorite yeah he's into 340 uh post scratchings now mr mojo rising with angry skies and poison chalice coming out there for uh, the pushka team um race number four mate is the group three thoroughbred club stakes for the three-year-old fillies over 1200 meters i'm uh, i'm buttering up on one here in commemorative mm. uh the 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 well, opening open favourite, but drifted, and I, I thought she would, um, given Soltaire's form um, coming in. And well, the money's come good. for the Kyneton Maiden winner as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
was it Miraval Miraval yeah. Rose? Yeah, who who looks on a very nice upward trajectory. Look, commemorative last start. I was with her in the desirable stakes and on face value, she, she was pretty disappointing, but it was a good one to learn from. I reckon I got it wrong as well. Like a big filly, like that drawing inside restricted well, the, and the room. inside wasn't the place to be at Flemington Com- either. That day was completely mm. off and the race shape was against and you saw yeah. all the yeah, win- swoopers. Race, yeah, the, yeah. the swoopers, the swoopers were able to, um, yeah, be in the finish. But look, I think this is a really nice setup for her, dropping back in trip to 1,200 metres, I think, suits, and just getting drawn out a little bit as well will allow her to get some room, go through her gears. I really think she's a real nice horse, so I'm just buttering up and, and backing her in on pure ability, mate. I've got a lot of time for her, and she's 3.40 now, which is a good bet. Race six is another race for three-year-olds. It's the Group 3 Blue Sapphire Stakes. This is over 1,400 metres, and you like one that's – Really well placed under these weight conditions in uh, in the toppy. Yeah, Arkansas Kid, he's, he's so consistent. And, like, if you put a line through his first up run that was in the uh, Poseidon, then this prep's been outstanding, really. So had a freshen after that, won well in the Gothic stakes before coming what th- looks through the A1 form line for this, mm. um, running fourth in a Coolmore. Maps to get a nice run in behind the speed. Um, hasn't raced at 1,400 yet untested, but it doesn't look like, you know, he, he looks like the horse in this part in his preparation where he's going to be suited to that step up in trip. So I think he's a he's a really good bet. And I know I've gone sort of commemorative Arkansas kid and I'm with a couple of other favourites on the weekend and I've been looking for reasons not to back them and I can't find it. It looks like a really sort of front foot straight drive day and they can often be scary. you still got to make yeah. sure you're disciplined and stick within your means, but she's on feeling it on Saturday. I found it hard to tip against him because I couldn't find anything um, that I wanted to back. Mm. But I didn't want to take the price about him at 1,400 metres, um, you know, given he hasn't been there before and, and a few others sort of have. But there's, there's really nothing jumping out of the ground, is there? And that's why he's favourite because he's through that that good form reference. Yeah. The one I would, would just be wary of as well as like, and I've been with Brave Mead the last yeah. two starts is getting – back in trip to 1,200 metres, getting the blinkers first mm. time and losing Spencer and getting Zara back on board. Mm. So that, that to me, is is a worry, getting back yeah. to 1,400 metres. He actually gave the horse a good ride last start. Yeah. Um, he's only yeah. won at Flemington on the day. <laughs> they still don't go against his statistics, <laughs> though. His, his, his stats are horrific <laughs> down here. Um, race number... Seven, mate. It's the Group 1,000 guineas for the three-year-old fillies. It's a cracker of a race. I, I think it's certainly been um, beneficial, the the sort of the restructure and having this here because, to me, I, I think this looks like a really, really strong addition. A um, bit of speed drawn out wide um, here with, like, Ursa, Vibrant Sun, um, Kamochi and, and Cuervolante. They look to get really nice runs in mm. behind the speed. Skybird... Uh, She's the big talking point, really, isn't she? She looks brilliant, but I'm questioning where she gets to in the run. Arctic Glamour last start in the calendar. Presnell was touch disappointing. So um, she's sort of, you know, if you can forgive that start, well, you know, she's got to be right within your findings as well. And um, there's a couple other, there's a couple others too that you could entertain down the bottom. I'm pretty keen on one though. Yeah, interesting from the stewards report last start that the rider and stable noted it might have been an end of prepper for Arctic Glamour, but then they bring her down here. So she's obviously come through that, but it was a flat run. She was heading in the right direction. She'd beaten Jolly Star, who was 11 to 1400 metres, but 
I've sort of looked past her. I know you're keen on Coeur Volant and, and that is um, map-based. I, I want to get your thoughts on – so I started with Skyboard Bird. I didn't want to have a bet in the race because I'm not about backing a horse's favourite, um, you know, around $4 that I know is basically going to be last defence or, or second last defence and needing luck. But I think she's a freak and I think she's got freakish enough abilities to overcome that and I reckon she's the – going to be the strongest miler here um but coervalant has the map advantage but from last start uh, my opinion was if you if you want to side with coervalant there's so much merit to the runner zurion from the prelude that mm. if you want to back her and and that's the form you want to go with you almost have to have something on zurion because she was wide no cover off that same fast speed and and kept coming i, I thought her run was really meritorious and they both had the penalty as well with 58 kilos last start. Yeah, and they get two kilos, what, on uh, Vivier. Yeah. It was the eye, the, the, closer, so-called, yeah. the so-called eye catcher, but had probably had the easier run out of all of yeah. them. Oh, yeah. Again, this is map-based, but it's also substance-based too. Like for Coervolante to find the 1-1 from barrier 14, sustain a hot speed, they went nine lengths faster than the class average to the 600 and were still home in some of the best closing sections of the race. I think second fastest last four and 200 meters of yeah. the race, top of my head. That's that's a bet. Like that's a setup. And then the start part of that in the Scarborough, it's a little bit more um, versatility where it was ridden a little bit colder, got out the back, got kept in a pocket, bossy nicks. Yeah, that was back, a good win. Snuck back to the inside. So there's versatility. Blake Shin, in, in my eyes, I'm going Quervalente might find the 1-1. One, one. But if they go at the start, he might lob midfield because this horse has shown versatility in the mm. two starts. So you, you leave it to the hot hand. But I reckon those those two lead-in runs are as good a dress rehearsal for a 1,000 guineas you'll see. And she has beaten Zurion in both those lead-in runs. When, when I was trying to find her based on that map advantage over Skybird, I kept coming back to... I thought she was entitled to put a bigger margin in Zurion. So getting the 1,600 metres, I, I think, might suit that one a little bit better. But I found them hard to split. But I, I've stuck with Sky, but I'm not going to have a bet in the race, though, because I, I don't like the price about a back marker needing luck. But if the luck comes, I think she might be freakish enough to overcome it. Yeah, I spoke to Steve Arnold on RSN this morning and asked him about what would Bo Mertens be thinking with Skybird drawing to. And he sort of spoke about, well, she's shown ability to jump well so in he was sort of expressing that well has she yeah but opted to go back that was his thoughts and that she's Mm. more she's just as much chance to land midfield so he reckons they might use her just a little bit early get her into a rhythm but she's still going to have traffic jams and runners falling into a lap you're still going to need luck and what she got in that phillies classic that was a yes we can sit here and say terrific ride bo mertens but like the seas parted yeah, the filly had to quicken though. Yeah, good horses find gaps. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah. but did also get favours. And who knows? They might be edging off the fence come this time. Like they yeah, might get a true. similar path again. But, yeah. And yeah, she could be she could just be better than all of them. But yeah. um Volante for me and I and I'm pretty keen. It's a bet I want to have every single Pissing time contest. set up. I have a hundred Volante. Yeah. What about you? Nothing? Nothing. Nothing. Uh let's go to race eight, mate. The group one, Sir Rupert Clark stakes uh handicap 1400 meters course on mav won the race last year a bit of a boil over a bit of a price um look any 1400 meter race salts with buffalo river engaged which is every single 1400 meter race at caulfield because he's just in all of them um 
that usually leads to a hot speed, especially when he's drawn out as wide as he has. He's not a really, he's not a great jumper, is he? But he always goes forward and injects some speed. So you've got the likes of him, Bandersnatch uh, on the inside. The speed will be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you seeing it? Because it's bloody wide open. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be genuinely run. And, and I like that because it's going to bring in a, a few sort of off the pace and, and give them their chance. But also, if you're good enough to sit up on that speed with a lightweight, well, good luck to you. Uh, the the map's tricky for magic time. Went up too short, been drifting. If she hits, say, five bucks, I could pull the trigger. Um, you know, she's around that $4.50 now. But that draw, it's just they're going to want to be positive. There's a few that have been crueled by the barrier. Yeah, draws, but for, she's the one really cruel because she sort of goes forward. Like a horse like Munamek, I couldn't care less. I, in fact, I think it's a benefit that he's drawn out. Really? This time of the day, off the fence, good speed, go back, get him to the outside, get him clear running. He he drew out last start and, and got a brilliant ride to lob sort of two, three back the fence, but then he ran into traffic. If he's on the fence at Caulfield on the weekend, he might get similar problems. So I like him. To get back and run on, he was luckless first up, and and he's got some good numbers. And and what he is is he's a miler, so a fast run fourteen hundred meters, he's going to be getting that. Um, another one that really caught the eye first up, and and he's had his detractors is Crosshaven, but you know down the Flemington Straight, he should have beaten Spacewalk, the race that produced Najem Sahel and Spacewalk that backed up and mm. and won over the carnival and. He was balked at a key stage. If he wasn't balked, he wins the race. He's home the fastest splits of the day. Now he drops right down in the weights. He's got a great record with Dan Stackhouse on board. He's drawn to just park right in behind that speed. He likes 1,400. He likes Caulfield too. So mm. they're the two I'm interested in. It doesn't stop there. Like I mentioned, if I can get the right price magic time, um, I'll have a bet. And, and even Ayrton, uh, he's yet to produce a figure to match what he was doing before his illness. However, I, I feel like last start, he he almost, if you bonus him for having run on against the pattern at Flemington, he was not back to his best, but he's probably within two lengths of it. And that would be good enough to win this. He's also had five starts at Caulfield, won five races. Yeah, so roughly. they're my top four, but I'm I'm backing Mornemek and, and Crosshaven. Yeah, I, I like I like your um justification around Munamek around running, being a strong, being a miler, mm. strong 1400 and drawing out. When I see 18, it's just a a real smelly emoji for yeah, me. It comes in three, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm having a couple of bets here. Uh, one's Valana, which is number one. And yeah, all for romance in racing. But this is a genuine um, bet with my head as well with Ollie riding his last group one in Victoria. Things didn't pan out last start at Flemington on Derby Day. It was three, four wide without cover throughout and peaked on his run late. I think that'll top him up beautifully. That was in the Damien Oliver? Yeah, yeah. That was. The, so cause for concern, one that, yep. that same lead up, Ayrton, Munamek. Yep. yep. So that will top him up beautifully for this. And if you look at him last spring when third up, he ran a peak figure in the Hunter, so this this time last mm. year, and he's opted for this race over the Hunter this year. He was dual nommed. Um, third up again here, remains at 1,400, and it's a completely different setup for him here drawing the paint today as a, opposed to what it was in the Damien Oliver at Flemington. So I think he's he's a really good chance to get a nice, um, nice economical map and run in behind the speed. And then the other that 
also gets that is straight acer who's at 950 these are the second and third line of betting and you're getting mm. double figures effectively about both of them but that obamburamai japanese form through the golden eagle that could be absolutely bloody elite i reckon that could um, be we it, don't know but that's what i mean yeah that we don't we're getting 10 bucks to find out because he's racing really well 1.3 lengths 1.3 lengths off that runner, Mark Zara on board from four, going to get an economical run. I'm just going to spec those two um, and hope to get a result. What are you having on? I want to have $25 to win on each of those. Okay, yeah. I'll have, I'm having 45 to win on Munamek and, and 30 to win on Crosshaven. All right, I like that. And I like that you've written it in the sheet too. It saves me sending you a text. Hey, and race nine is uh, the Victorian Country Cups final. It's over 2,000 metres. I love the concept of this race. $500,000, Country Cups winner. There's a point system. It rewards them. I love Country Cups. You know, I work a lot of Sundays, so I go to them, and and that's how you really soak up the atmosphere. Mm. And I, I, I loved Country Cups even before I was going out working on course, loved betting in them. And, yeah, I think it's a great concept. I think it's a... Fucking hard race to, it is. to figure out. You, you found a, a couple that, uh, well, a lot of horses are in form, of course, coming into this race, but none probably more in form than the five MacTube. Yeah, who I'm with. And before I talk about MacTube, I just want to quickly touch on, do you reckon Mike Moroni of a new banker's choice was in this race? He won He won the Ballarat Cup or whatever it was in November last year before, yeah, this, you're not wrong. before this concept was even introduced. Yeah. And he's since gone on and been running in proper group races. I reckon he's, the, he's looked at the eligibility last week and gone, shit, we're in this $500,000 race. Of all the country cups, so the Ballarat, Ballarat Cup is like... Oh. That that and the cram that yeah. Cranbourne they're they're good races you know a lot of the other ones are sun you know like yeah. su- Sundays in witchy proof <laughs> which which I want to talk about probably the A three Country Cup in a moment but I will back Mac Tube um, Salts so I got I got him on top who's he's just putting together a great CV for Simon Zara and I know you're with him at Sale on Sale Cup Day as well and he was excellent and mm. I think he spoke to Simon in the pre-race and he was spoken in the post-race interview too about talking about McTube how much he's going to appreciate getting out to 2,000 yeah, metres. He, he raced like he's looking for yeah, it at Sale. looked for and he's still on an upward trajectory I reckon yeah. so oh, I think he's a great bet over 2,000 metres. Yeah, you can, you can do some serious inception here with because so many of these horses have raced against each other and so many horses meeting each other sort of better and and worse off at the weights from a number of clashes one that actually meets mac two better off at the weights for a couple back was the ararat cup winner from last sunday that's what i want to talk about grand piero who's my other one that i'm going to have a little spec at because they met the day we were there guineas day the 1700 meter race at caulfield race one units in race one (laughs) clockwork benchmark 80 um and ran the fastest last 400 metres of that race that day from the yeah. background. Piero gets a four kilo weight swing off Mac Tube from there. Now, since won an Ararat Cup and then ran prior to that, ran pretty plainly at Morfittville. No, he was good at Morfittville. Yeah, yeah he put he put a hole in in third, and and the winner got nine and a half kilos off him. Perfect. Yeah. That yeah. music to my ears. So, um, I reckon you know Ararat's. Ararat Cup in the scheme of all yeah. these is like the skid mark of the country cups, but I'm backing it in purely on on um, price as well. No, he's you're going getting, well. You're getting like twenty bucks, and he did cut a few corners in the Ararat Cup. Got it. Yeah, but he got he got one that fell in his lap, so he got his momentum halted. The, yep. was, the win was meritorious. You've, that's twice today. Yeah, well, I backed him. You've rolled out meritorious. Yeah, but I like. <laughs> you know what's good about him on a six day backup is mm. this race is going to be run fast you can completely guarantee it sway zero 
beat Claymore in a brutally run Maui Cup by absolutely giving it to him, forced him to work, and then took him on from the 600. That horse is now back in drip, trip sway zero from a Bendigo Cup where it was impossible to lead, and, and he actually held on well. They are going to really make Claymore work, and they'll go early too. So it's going to give um, you know those sort of settling off the speed their chance. Mm, like it. Grand Piero, 21 bucks, top sport. Uh, Maktoub is the $5.50 favourite, so talks about the open nature of the race. Hey, the last on the program, race 10, back to 10 race in Victoria this week, and it's the Group 3 How Now Stakes. It's for the Mares at set weights and penalties. There's a couple right at the top, um, really well suited at set weights and penalties, and you've sided with one of those. Yeah, I'm taking. I'm with She Dances. I want to take on Queen of the Ball. Like, she was really good up the straight. Mm. Um, but back here, 1,200 metres and around a bend, I think it's a bit of an outlier when it comes to her form and what she's produced, particularly figures-wise too. So She Dances is the 1,200-metre horse I want to be with. Yeah, and I, I feel like she was ridden to the pattern last start, Queen of the Ball. She, it's, tell me she's a get-back run on horse. Mm. Ollie rides her ice cold and runs on the best part of the track with everything else in inferior ground i do i am with you i thought that visually it was quite flattering yeah and look look, it's it's as the market suggests i think it's a race in three i'm happy to take a set against queen of the ball um Mm -hmm. and look rose quartz can certainly yeah she was wrong part of the track she can certainly she can certainly run well but you know with Linda, who's got a terrific relationship with the horse, ridden nine, nine times for five wins in a second. She's going to go straight to the front, do what Linda does. And if Rose Courts gets her, so be it. But I think she's a great way to close out the program at Caulfield, mate. And this is where start points and barriers, um, like assessing the start point, the run to the first turn can, um, uh, you know, be rewarding. Because, you know, you, if you looked at a wide draw 1,200 metres, Newcastle, for example, they've got about 100 metres to the first turn. Mm. If you look 1,200 metres Caulfield with a south-south-westerly at their back, she could literally take 600 metres to cross or to sit outside the leader and she wouldn't do any extra work. So wide draw shoot starts Caulfield, um, depending on the wind conditions. Um, they, they shouldn't put you off betting ever. That's a good call. Starlight Scope's the only one that can be the Yeah, she might sit outside a, that and just speed sort of what she did at Mooney Valley. She sat outside the speed and just never looked in doubt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If that Starlight Scope is one of those idiots that just eyeballs you and then finishes 35 lengths last and you get nabbed by it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> They make me so angry. Mm. Uh, Newcastle, mate. Um, it's always a great track to bet at Newcastle. I certainly find that. Um, it's, it plays beautifully. You expecting it to be that way on Saturday? Yeah, look, the rail's true. Um, we have seen this meet play on speed in the past. The The thing about Newcastle on the weekend is the wind. So there's east-north easterly winds, and they're, they're rather stiff. So that's a tailwind in the straight, long straight. So you, you look at the start point. There's a 1,600-metre shoot down the back straight, and it works. And, and all the start points, 16, 14, 13, 12, are along that shoot. So obviously, the, the shorter the distance, the shorter the run is to the first bend. So for a start, like definitely 1,200 metres, but maybe even potentially 1,300 metres, if horses can sort of get to the front down that back and, and not be pressured too much to find the front, that's only a little bit of the race where they're working into the wind and then they get the the headwind as a ride home. So I'm really favouring horses 12, 1300 metres that are going to be on speed and in uh, mile races, I'm favouring horses that are going to get back, get some cover 
then get to the outside with the wind at their back. Yeah, well, let's kick off in race five, mate. It is a benchmark 88 over the 1850. And Chris Waller, Jason Collette combine here on one Storm Barrier 1, Pervade. Yeah, Pervade. I, I like this horse from a map perspective as well. So the, the favourite um, I'm in to win, yet to be tested beyond 1,600 metres, led at a fast tempo last start at the midweeks. You know, got chased by Diamond Model. That horse was a former Stokes horse. It... it started struggling down here before it went up there admittedly it's turned its form around a little bit but it's not the flash's form and that horse was making ground off i'm in to win last start given that horse did do some early work but still a little bit of query up in distance the one that just sort of makes i'm in to win worked across then takes its back and gets that cover down the back from the wind is are we going with pavade i was going with pavade. yeah pavade, pavade. pavade yeah. yeah it is pavade now He's won last start um, at 1,600 metres under 60 kilos, and he got a similar run. Leaders back, once he got out, he was quite strong to the line. Now he gets some weight relief uh, to, for the for the dropping grade. And, and back in France, he's won to 1,900 and 2,100 metres. So now in his second Australian preparation, he is really set to take the next step. And he's a good price relative to the favourite. There's There's got to be um, some question marks about taking $2.30 for I'm in to win. Yep, four bucks twenty on Top Sport. Pervade already. Uh, race eight, mate, is the feature of the day. The one million dollar hunter, um, Sabatiano, Sweet Deal, Lost and Running, and Valana. They're the four winners of the race so far. Who uh, who adds the fifth name to this edition? Well, there's a couple I like here. Um, so either one will be fine. Yeah, either one. Uh, Coal Crusher is one of them. So he started sixty one dollars. Last night in, in the race won by Bella Nipatina, the giga kick. And and Marzu had the SP on him that day. But yeah, I just feel like he beat Marzu fair square. He had to do a bit of work to cross. Um, Marzu was sort of three back on on one of the pride runners back. Um, had his chance to run down Cold Crusher, didn't. Cold Crusher beat him home. And and I spoke about that 13, 1200 metre starts on the weekend. Well, this is 1300 metres, a trip this guy's three from four at. His only miss was last start at a track he's never missed a Quinella in from three starts. And, and the blinkers go on again. Joe Pride blinkers on, yes, please. He'll lead these. Mm. And, and sometimes he can lead and sit up. And that's going to make him hard to catch with the wind in his back. But there's another on pacer at odds here. Mm. That I know you like as well. Uh, I speak of the 17 military ward for an informed Rachel King and Annabelle Neesham yard. And and she's got this horse fit, four trials, because he hasn't had a great deal of racing up to him. Recently, four trials. His first three trials were not good. His recent trial, 1,200 metres, was good. He left 11-11 in his wake, who's a good horse, mm. under quite minimal riding. But he had blinkers on in that trial, and it was just a completely different horse to the other trials. And they go on first time today. He got asked for just one little effort and yep. he opened up that trial like that. Yeah. It was, oh, it was, was good work. It was really it? good and, and quiet. And I was really, I was, I wasn't overly keen to even really look into this race, but I just came across military expert by looking into the Sir Rupert Clark because. Oh, it's expert, is it? Yeah. I was saying award. Whoops. Yeah. yeah so he was, um, so he was dual nommed for the Rupert Clark yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. And that's how I sort of come about going, oh, down in the weights here, we're going to get a run. And then saw they opted to go here. And the, the draw, Rachel King hopped on for that trial as well at Warwick Farm where the blinkers came on salts and rides here today. Um, yeah, I, I think this could be a bit of a set play for the Nisham Yard, four trials into the Hunter first yeah. up. And where is he going to settle? 
in behind Calcrow. Yeah, right up on speed. Yeah. So I'll take some of that. You know, King of Sparta yeah. can be tactically versatile. He's caught five wide last start, going back to the trials since. But these guys are going to be in front of him. So, yeah, I, I'm, we're going to make this a, a pissing contest just because it's worth a million bucks and, yep. and and why the hell not. So we'll have um, I'll have 60 bucks on Cold Crusher to win and, and 25 bucks on Military Expert. Yeah, I'll have 25 each way on Military Expert. Like it. Like yeah, it. Just um, we'll, we'll dive around at, at, at those sort of odds for that mm. one, mate. Unit. It's the end of the week time, but I'll cut you off two short salts because you've got a bloody tip for us in race nine, mate, at Newcastle. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't realise that. <laughs> yeah, you've got the. It's um, it's the end of the week time, but it's also Tavi time because race it nine bench, time. benchmark seventy eight sixteen hundred meters. Hey, I hope the units are still listening because if this one salutes, they'll go. Where was this on the podcast? Yeah, it's a good test to see if people listen to this segment. And also military award for Matty Allen and the four-start mate and probably not going to be running around in the Hunter on the weekend either. So I back the thought, expert, so. back the expert. But yeah, in the last at Newcastle, a 78, as you said, 1,600 metres, tabby time, gets back. I mentioned that shoot start, massive run to the first corner, headwind down the back, um, covers up and, and let's rip late. He, he, he trolled up really nicely prior to his first up run at the midweeks, 1,400 metres, all dressed up, nowhere to go, completely didn't get a crack at them. He's, he's very progressive and um, up in distance will suit. And, and he's the best play on the card at uh, Newcastle on the weekend. Yeah, I like that. And I like it being late too. Give me a nice little release before I pack her up for the day. Mate. <laughs> That's good stuff. Hey, unit of the week, um, 200 bucks from Top Sport. Uh, all proceeds, all half proceeds go to our unit, half go to Racing Hearts, but all proceeds are going to go to Racing Hearts this week because Tomo, we couldn't get him. He came to me, I want on, I want on, got back to him. Tomo's left me on red. So what's happening this week? Mm. And I'm really confident about this. And I don't know if Salt's going to like it, but I'm really confident about it, is Footy's Multi is going to be our unit of the week. And what was with the back marker for fourth last week? <laughs> <laughs> Footy's multi is going to be for whether the I of the like week. it or not. It's whether Rick likes it. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's no. Well, bring Steppers back. <laughs> bring Steppers back. Rick. Um, so we'll go through our two units best bets first, and then because um, we're landed on the same best bet this week, Salts. Yeah. And you talk about it, and then I'll top the multi off to finish the show. Yeah, nice. Well, we, we're both going to the Village Stakes 1100 metres Caulfield Race 5 and the South Australian visitor, Sharipa, you little oh. ripper. This guy's a, he, down in the weights. Like, he's got a rising class, but Barber's the second favourite. How horse, how's that horse going? Couldn't even beat um, yeah. that thing from South Australia last start, it's given the, me, the it, three-year-old. It has given me about five aggressive skin fades, that thing. I'm growing my hair out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going back to the Barber again. It's, it's absolutely cast oh, i've forgotten the name of that a horse pissed me off i backed it first wiggum couldn't beat wiggum chiripper give wiggum windburn yeah fair income he's, Le- he's run his last 610 lengths inside benchmark last start fast overall time under 60 and a half kilos now he can sort of take a little bit of cover in behind what looks a strong tempo from the shoot start kayla crowther rides and 54 kilos he's dangerous he is um do you ever have him just blending into the race just a little bit from that barrier? Yeah, like it, it, when he came to um, Victoria last preparation in much um, inferior form to what he is 
in this preparation, he, he led them up down the Flemington yeah. Strait and, and was good. Um, it escapes me who won that race, but, you know, it wasn't a bad race. So he's come to Victoria and actually performed quite well in the past, but he'll let the the act, the true speed go and, and she'll try and just sit in behind it. That's where I like him in this prep. And I know we we'll, we were against him last start at Morfittville. Yeah, but he's what, packing. Yeah, but what he's done well this preparation is he hasn't had to be this ridiculous leader at all nah. costs. He's been able to settle. Even first up, like he's four wide, he, yeah. he, he had to overcome no some panic. problems there. And I yeah. know Kayla hasn't won at Caulfield yet, but she's she's got a good relationship with the horse. So I'm with you on the... Sturifers. Yeah. Uh, it was Legio 10 I speak of and, and gave and Legio 10 got weight off him too. So like that's not bad form. Yeah, it's good. Um all right, you ready for the you ready for the footies multi this mm-hmm. week? It's on Top Sport. You can hop on the Top Sport app and, and yep, get it involved in this. It's it's Caulfield Race Five, number eleven, Sharipa, top two. Oh well that's in. That's okay. Caulfield race six, number one, Arkansas Kid, top two. Two. Top two. Okay, aggressive. Caulfield race seven, number two, Coervalont, top three. Top three, okay. $7, $200 in bonus bets on that there for us. Surely. What you can also do is you can also take, which has been getting up most weeks, is the insurance. Two bucks for any two of three of those to salute on the top insurance sports. insurance every week. <laughs> I am insured. That's one thing <laughs> that I do well You're is I insure around. myself. Yeah. But I have it on this multi because I've just gone all for it because why not go for glory, my friend? Um, what's going on this week with you? Are you, are you uh, heading to the 1,000 guineas? Mate, I'm any... working on air. You are. Yeah. I was meant to congratulate. That was in the run sheet. I was meant to say .com. Group 1 Sultan. You haven't even congratulated me personally by text. Oh, no, that's a lot. That's a fib. That's, that's a complete nut That's a fib. That's a fib. He's a good actually, mate. I've actually put 1,000 miles Vanessa Carlton on for 1,000 oh, guineas. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm on course. I can't wait. Zarafa. Carmody. Ival. Zarafa. <laughs> Mickey Walker. Everyone's there. Felix, Timmy Yateman. Felix the Cat, mate. Grace Ramage. <laughs> Bloody Quinny. Streelaw. <laughs> Get there. How good. Yeah. That's like a C grade indoor cricket team. That I would not be playing there. Mixed netball team. I'd open side, the batting is, and the bowling. There's no mixed, doubt about it. It's a mixed netball team. We could be the Kelpies. <laughs> you would come out and dance. Hard I'd come to out that like a Kelpie, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Salts Bush City limits. <laughs> Have a good weekend, everyone. Talk it easy. Of you and I wonder if you ever think of me Cause everything's so wrong and I don't belong Living in your precious memory Cause I need you And I miss you Now I wonder If I could to the sky Do you think time Went past me by How could you know I'd walk a thousand miles I can just see song great choice that's a great track i knew that was gonna go